0: Welcome to Obsessed with Design, a show about what makes designers tick. I'm your host, Josh Miles. I'm a brand strategist at Miles Herndon, a branding agency in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. Today on Obsessed with Design, we've got a special rebroadcast with the guys at Where Stewart. I catch up with Alex and Daniel as they talk about how they got their agency started and how maybe it almost didn't happen in the first place. So without further ado, Please enjoy this special encore presentation, otherwise known as a rerun, with Ware Stewart. All right, guys, today I'm really excited to welcome Alex Ware and Daniel Stewart, creative director and studio directors, respectively, and founders of Ware Stewart, an advertising agency located in Augusta, Georgia. Alex and Daniel, thanks for being on Obsessed with Design.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, man, this is great. Really appreciate it yeah in good company for sure indeed,
0: <laughs> so you guys were one of the duos that I met in uh Columbus, Georgia, at my first ever creative south as uh you guys were presenting that year, and hearing your talk, I felt a little bit like I was listening to myself
2: as that huh, is that <laughs> just because of the uh massive amount of profanity that we were using <laughs> or the and- there's the, just
0: something about agencies of a certain size that have like, you know, similar challenges and problems and goals and all these things. So I just I just felt like you're reading my mail.
1: It is. Uh, it is. It is nice to uh, to either speak to or speak with uh, folks that understand the plight of the small creative business owner. Uh, it is not for the faint of heart, for sure.
2: Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, that's a uh, Creative South is just a great, great conference. Because it was a lot of, you know, especially at the time, a lot of people kind of in, in the same boat. So I think a lot of people there could relate to what other people were putting down. Yeah,
1: really proud of Bucket, uh, Mike Jones, who uh, puts, puts the deal on and, and really appreciate him having us on in, in the early days. We actually, we actually met two team members yeah. at that Creative South uh, yeah. who eventually joined our team. So it's, it, was, it was fruitful. Uh, you know, actually on the it like, was fruitful,
2: And we multiplied.
0: Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the takeaway there is if you want to lose some great creative talent to wear Stuart, send them to creative. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, right. send, yeah, them, yeah. send them, send on. them only when we're speaking. Yes. 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 We'll <laughs> buy you a couple of drinks and whisper, whisper sweet. Nothing's into your ear.
0: <laughs> so I, I was loving uh, on your website. You've got this video that talks a little bit about how you guys, Started Wear Stewart over a burrito and initially decided you should each go your own way. So so how would you guys end up sitting next to each other in this agency and uh, deciding this was the right thing to do?
1: Uh, it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, Augusta is kind of a, a big little town. Uh, I think we're 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 neck and neck with second largest city in Georgia next to Columbus where uh, Creative South is. Um, you know, so we're not big, but we're not small either. And, uh, when we kind of, when, when I moved back to Augusta from college, from the university of Georgia, uh, I started working at a small design shop and like, I, I got a real estate degree at Georgia.
2: Yeah. So, and, I, and I'm an English major. So, so we li- <laughs> we literally
1: have, we we have absolutely no background in design or marketing or advertising or anything. Never
2: had one lesson.
1: And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, And Alex had had come back from uh, from Atlanta about the same time I came back from from Athens, and uh, we spent a few years uh, kind of like battling back and forth at the local Addy awards with you know who was winning what and uh, early on, like we really thought we would have these little secret lunches to like feel each other out from a competitive standpoint and, and, and It was uh, it was
2: interesting because it like the you know, I'm making the air quotes. No one can see the courtship as like our (laughs) wives referred to it the whole time. Like boyfriends on the phone. Like that lasted like close to a year. I mean, we vetted each other pretty hard to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, what happened is we had we wanted the same things and we kind of had the same ideas of 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 what success meant.
1: Right, so the, the burrito in question, uh, our office is literally two doors down from where this lunch happened, where we said, all right, we're gonna, we're actually gonna see if we can make this work and we can work together. And we spent a year, I was at a, a commercial printer at the time and Alex uh, was running his own design firm. And uh, literally every single night, every single weekend, beers after work, we would talk about you know what our criteria for success was how we would, you know, what kind of clients we want to have, how big we want to be, uh, you know, what would we do if the money was terrible? What would we do if the money was great? I mean, really, you know, because I'm I'm a little bit, you know, partner averse because, uh, you know, I come from a, a family of single entrepreneurs uh, and everyone will tell you all over the place, you know, don't have a business partner.
2: That's a terrible idea. It's never going to work. Uh yeah, I, I think ours really has, I think we're lucky because of, we're very, very, we, we basically share about 99% of the same DNA in terms of how we think about it. But I think it helped that we did not know each other to begin with. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think we would have been bringing extra underwear to the picnic and, and things would have gotten weird. <laughs> it would have, it would
1: have gotten weird. I mean, Alex is a little bit older than me and we went to the same high school and the same college. We were frat yeah. guys. We had, you know, we grew up skating. We grew up listening to, you know, to, you know, Tribe Called Quest and Thrash Metal. And so, like, early on, we we're like, holy shit, we are the exact same guy. There's no way that this can fail.
0: <laughs> That's what they put in the business books, right? Is to go out and find a guy exactly like yourself and then go into business. <laughs> <Right. theater. laughs> right. just,
2: just so that you can be super redundant. And waste a ton of each other's time. (laughs) Just to to
0: let you know, this is a safe place. That's me and my business partner. We often ask each other, what do we think about this? And do we like that? (laughs) Because we pretty much have the same opinion on everything. So
2: Yeah. You know, and and I, like, we, you know, we listen to the podcast and like we were, I was listening to the one the other day in preparation for this with the Hood Sisters. Yeah, Yeah,
1: they did a good job
2: of finding a business partner that was almost exactly like them. Anyway. You know, we've always talked about like how it, it would be, I mean, as it's, it's difficult as it is to find somebody who's on the same page with you and who wants the same things that you want. I it would be because I did it for like two or three years. It's it sucks to do it by yourself because uh-huh. you know, you run into that thing that I, I think too, you know, I always ran into with design when I was by myself doing design. You're like, either what I have done is just mind-blowingly awesome or it sucks yeah and i can't tell because you know stuff that's good sort of lives in that space yes when you don't have somebody to be like does this suck and daniel goes yes that is (laughs) (laughs) sucks you go okay good that's that's what i thought but i just needed to make sure
0: it's that uh this is spinal tap line about the fine line between clever and stupid
2: yes the fine line between clever and yeah we are we are we are well, we're we are riding out. the lightning on that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually on the spinal tap note, we actually play "Give Me Some Money" really loud whenever we receive a big check. Yeah, <laughs>
0: That's <is> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it up to eleven.
2: Stop wasting my time. Yeah, we uh we have a lot of, I they the just are. And by the way, we're going to continue to digress. So if we need to stay on course, just <laughs> stop us and give us the next question. But we just culturally we have almost developed a completely different language um with just the pure volume of inside jokes we have around here it drives everyone's spouse crazy when they show up to the addies and together they just and they don't just, know what we're talking about they, they they
1: they don't know any inside joke at the christmas it's party it's just code yeah
0: <laughs> Our we find that our inside jokes are contagious so When we do our stand-up meeting every morning after you say what you're going to do that day, you do the baby sign language It's just two hands up and you kind of wave them back and forth for all done. And, uh, you know, (laughs) when our people go to do other things, they wave all done when they're done talking and people are like, uh, what's the matter with you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I have this fantasy that like our designers or project managers will go to like their supper club, which is some, I don't know. I don't even know if that happens everywhere. That's a Southern thing. Or goes to like hang out with their friends. And we'll drop like just a super corny inside joke that we think is hilarious. And all of their friends look at him and they're like, you are the biggest weirdo we know.
2: Yeah, they don't understand it. I get a it's little
1: I, I get I get a little I get a tiny little bit of pleasure. It's out of, it's
2: out of context of us all playing bingo in the office for someone to put up a job jacket and someone to yell balls really loud.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we have the old we because have the we old have
2: the old thing and you roll a ball out and you're like B-13. Yeah, it just sounds like somebody yelling balls which again, out of context is a little weird, like much design can be bad. See <laughs> so yeah, how we brought that back.
0: So speaking of bringing that back, let's, let's talk a little bit. I mean, you guys alluded to this a little bit, that kind of design wasn't the natural path. How'd you guys both end up being professional designers? How'd this, how'd you get to this point?
1: I'm not totally positive that I am a professional designer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, well,
0: you know, semi-pro. I, You're at least semi-pro, right?
1: Semi, semi. <laughs> uh, so I, I was the kind of kid uh, for a little little deep background on Dan. Uh, I've got a brother. He's two and a half years older than me. He was like valid Victorian, never made a B, can play the piano, grew grew up to be a radiation oncologist, super proud of John. He's awesome. And then by comparison, I lived in the same house right down the hallway. And I was the weirdo kid that was terrible at school, and was always constantly making jokes, but could draw a little bit. And everybody's like, "Oh man, what's what's wrong with that one?" And they're, you know, <laughs> my parents would be like, "Oh well, he's you know he's really creative,
2: right?" Yeah. <laughs> it was was kind of creative the, is a blanket uh, right, Creative a lot is of personality defects,
1: right? So you know, I was I was always able to use creativity to kind of get myself out of a jam or out of trouble. Whether it was you know just being witty at at school. Or, uh, or doing anything, you know, art related or uh, writing related was, was, was always pretty good. But I, I realized late in college that I was going to have to use that skill to be paid or I was not going to be able to eat. Like I, I really kind of figured out early on that if I, didn't, if I didn't get into some kind of creative field. And listen, like I went to University of Georgia and I wanted to be in my brother's frat. So I was pre-business, but I don't like I couldn't pass a math class, which is weird because I do like a lot of the, proposals yeah. and number of stuff. <laughs> you know, and so I had no, no real business like in an accounting class. Uh, so I just scratched and clawed my way out of school and, and graduated. And it, my, like I said, my mother had a small business, so she had a graphic designer that she worked with. And, you know, I think my mom basically begged her to give me an internship. And then I ended up staying there for three years. I just became obsessed with design primarily because when you're creating something on the computer, you can make multiple copies of it and you can hit the undo button and you know, you can, you can make things really fast. That was always my deal with art was, you know, I I can doodle a little bit. I can draw a little bit, but don't want to paint. I don't want to do anything that takes a long time. And I don't want to do anything where, where
2: mistakes ruin what you're yeah. working on right so that the, the computer yeah. was a big deal for me I, I think that's interesting too because you know i like he said we both skated and stuff like that and i really really appreciated like like the original mike mcgill deck like i just yeah. love like i loved that style and i loved old comic books and 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 i liked like album artwork at that time and things and so You know, for me, graphic design as somebody I was so I went to Georgia, I was a pre-med major (laughs) for like three weeks until I made back to back fifty-twos on my chemistry exams. (laughs) Then I changed to like journalism and then I was art I was actually an art major for a little while, but it was like fine art, and then um and then I ended up in English. But you know, I always understood, and I think this is a lot of what our design philosophy is around here like I've always understood design like what different things are kind of communicating but you don't have to be like a really good fine artist to be able to express yourself in in a graphic design type of way because it's about um sort of co-opting styles and, and getting composition and typography to kind of do things for you so mm-hmm. you know, we can it somebody like me and, and somebody like daniel no offense, you know, can end up doing something that, that gets, you know, gets into how print or communication arts when we would never be able to express ourselves like that, you know, without outside of the discipline of graphic design, you know, like the hood sisters can draw and the guys oh, from yeah. methane are, are, like, sick. are sick and, but, but through graphic design, we can still, you know, make things happen and induce things I think that we're proud of and that, that excite us that, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have to, you wouldn't be able to do because like Daniel said, you know, we're pretty straight up about the fact that we don't really consider ourselves to be artists because we think it's insulting <laughs> to people. <that> are. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like more of a curator
1: of taste. That's a good, uh, that's
2: a good word for than,
1: it. Than, than a designer. So, you know, uh, one of the things that, that you know makes a a designer who has the skill illustration wise and and can pull things off that are really hard to do uh design wise when you marry that with having really good taste and understanding what is appropriate to solve a design challenge i mean that's when you get like the the mega designer that's got Mm -hmm. all the followers and everybody loves it and and all that kind of stuff but if you have the taste part if you understand what's appropriate and you know that you are kind of a a curator of things where you're like okay well I'm going to take the color palette from from this magazine ad that I'm looking at and I'm going to I'm going to use typography you know uh from 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 this reference over here and I and I'm going to do this and I'm I'm going to mash it all together and make this 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 Frankenstein something new but it's going to be really appropriate to whatever you know design I'm doing uh you know that's I feel like that is something that that you can just have, and you don't necessarily need to go to school for it.
0: I think, along the same lines, we had uh, Michael Beirut from Pentagram on a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about very similarly. He's like, I've just never been the kind of designer who's got to like mess and finesse with something. It's like, if it doesn't come quickly in my sketchbook, then it's not the kind of thing I design. And uh, I, I think there's room in graphic design for that kind of quick visual solution. And that, you know, really delicate, intricate kind of hand-drawn aesthetic that you're talking about that we see from like Hood Spa.
2: Yeah, I wish I wish hey, you, let, I wish, you, me, I mean wish you could see our faces
1: right now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> because I, I was going to ask you a question. Was was Beirut psyched that we were going to be on the show? <laughs> I was, no, I was Did just saying.
1: That. That? I'm, I'm pissing like, like, like holy shit. I'm, where Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I'm I'm pissing in my pants to even be like referenced. Uh, and that's yeah. just you know that's no, but, yes, yes, but, very yes. We're pretty much exactly like Michael Beirut. Yes. And I
2: love, <laughs> I love. has that, you know, because our design. Our design philosophy is uh, like we talk about and we talk about um, design vocabulary, you know, so having a very wide vocabulary. So, you you know, so you can say uh, something needs to look fast or something needs to look calm or something needs to look exciting or something needs to look old or something needs to look like it's from the late 60s, but not quite the early 70s that, you know, you just understand by because we're both. You know, we're both doing this just because we love it, not because there wasn't anything else we could do, which just is coincidentally was also the case. Right. <laughs> but, well, like, you, can, you can build you can build pools. I, get, I built pools when I was in high school. I was my wife asked me if I could still do that. I was like, no, I can't build pools <laughs> right now. I have no idea how. But ha, understanding those things, because we love design, you look at all this stuff and you're like, oh, OK, well, this is how somebody when I, I was, I've never, ever been anywhere I worked. I was never the best designer ever. I don't think I'm the best designer here. Yeah, and, definitely and yeah, not. Yeah, Daniel agrees. and Everybody <laughs> else would too. So would, so would Felix and Leonard and 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 Sean and Lauren and everybody. But I always asked, like when I would sit next to guys in Atlanta and a couple of jobs I had, I'd be like, why did you do that? You know, not so much how. It's like, how did you make that happen in Illustrator? Like, why did you do that? Why did you choose that typeface? Why did you? you know, do that compositionally. And and it's all to achieve a feel. So, you know, we kind of treat, like Daniel was saying, graphic design is like a solve. So we're trying to get something across. And so what do we deploy in order to get that across? Yeah, And, you know, and like you were saying that Beirut said, we're not the kind of guys that, you know, will sit down and just I don't think either of us have the tolerance for excruciating level of detail on things. Sure. We're basically strugglers with like big, you know, sort of big themes. Like, is this kind of the right thing to do? And then if we feel like it's in the right place and it's getting accomplished, then we just kind of leave it because, you know, the enemy of good is better. And like we said, we're just we're just not that good. Yeah. And I think that like kind of going back to something that
1: Alex said a little bit earlier, you know, we are. Uh, It is it is unfair how cool our job is being in a creative industry versus almost everybody we know. Like, I mean, honestly, like it's it's so awesome that people give us money to do this. It's it's great. But when you kind of boil down to like he was like, we just love design, you know, and I've thought about like, you know, what do I love about design a lot? And it goes back to like a very old school kind of primal, you know, little thing back in like some dinosaur part of your brain that's like caveman area. Where we say, you know, to our team and internally, we want all of our work to be seen and we want it to be appreciated, right? So if your work is seen and appreciated, that means, you know, is better work, more people seeing it and the client appreciating it and you appreciating it? Yeah. So it's a, it's a combination of all those things, but that goes all the way back to your mom putting something on the refrigerator that you made in art class. And I don't know what kind of mom all you had out there, but Vera did not put every piece of artwork on the fridge. Like it had to be exceptional, (laughs) right? So it was like, you know, she was, she's, I grew up, she was a caterer. She had, you know, a bakery and things like that. So nothing was going in her kitchen that wasn't like A plus. So when mom would get something on the refrigerator, you would be like, yes. And that feeling that you had goes all the way back to the first time I ever designed a billboard at like my first design job. I mean, this billboard that I designed, I heard that it had gone up, right? The billboard company let us know that it was up and I was like, holy shit. So I changed my, like 30 minutes I drove outside, you know, my route home, which is like five minutes. I drove 30 minutes to go visit this billboard that i made on my computer and it sucked. It was mostly phone number. (laughs) It was all, it was, it was just, it was shitty. And I got out of the car and I took a picture of it and I was super proud of it and, uh, And that feeling, that feeling doesn't go away. So when you see someone rolling down the street uh, with a hat on of a brand that you created, or, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we had, you know, we had a couple of billboards in Times Square for a client, right? So that's like, you go from like the crappy, mostly phone number billboard that, you know, that I did 10 years ago, uh, to, you know, a slightly less crappy billboard (laughs) in Times Square, uh, that that does not get old, and that's why this job is awesome.
0: Love it. There's the uh, the first time I ever saw somebody with a a logo that was not very well known that that I had designed, and I saw was tattooed on this guy's leg. That is what? that is just what? a whole another whole another gear. It's crazy.
2: Damn. I don't think no one I don't think anyone's ever tattooed. Yeah. I, mean, I bet they've tattooed something Leonard's done though. Oh definitely. But they have a tattooed. Yeah, anymore.
1: y'all, y'all holler hashtag Stewart tats. Yeah, if yeah, anybody's right. got <laughs> the <to> wear <laughs> Stewart branding tats. on their body. Yeah, hat, we want to know. Yeah. And you know, hit me up offline because I might pay for it just
2: for yeah. the Instagram. It is you know what too is it's just not that, you know, and we can and, and we can talk about sort some of these things later and, and, and with the internet and stuff these days. But, you know, validation is, is, is kind of a weird thing because generally with me, I know, and I think with you too, like you'll, you'll do some things. And like when you first solve the thing and you, and you see what it is and you're excited about it and you're like, yes, this is it. This is good. I think this is good because generally we make a lot of shitty things before we make something that's good, you know? So you get the one good thing out of the process and you're like, yes, this is it. And so right then, when you solve the problem, you're psyched about it. But generally for me, and like I said, I think for you, Daniel, it doesn't take long to be away from that, to be like, yeah, it's not that good. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) And just like highly critical of your own stuff. So when you see somebody like adopting it, like and hear people actually love it, then you can kind of be like, well, maybe it is. Okay, well, yeah, maybe we are good at what I mean, you know, we're very self-effacing, but there are certain things that I guess have been undeniably good that that and you know and when people want to adopt something you've done then that's that's a positive thing and i don't know are you like that are all designers like that to some extent that they just kind of horrified by things you've done yeah
0: yeah i think it's it's the rare case where you look back at your stuff and go man look at all that great stuff uh i just picked up a copy of uh draplin's book and just, you know, you flip open any random page, you're like, man, everything on this page is killer. And then you go to the rest of the book and it's like, it's all really great stuff. And just like, man, the stuff that I did 15 years ago, I would throw up in my mouth a little bit to look directly at it. You know, like I, I always think like we're, um, it's always like the most recent project and I'm like, yeah, well that one's going to be awesome. Or this next one is on this one. When this is done, this is going to be killer. And then I'm on to the next thing. So
1: yeah yeah we call that getting your feelings hurt right i mean there's a lot of people that we you know that we follow and and a lot of you know designers and firms that kind of got us into the business and we say like when something is really good we're like oh my god i think did you see didn't they did you uh, see what so-and-so just posted oh my god that hurts my feelings so bad didn't they put
2: <laughs> um didn't they put I i, I want to say like the first and this might be wrong but I want to say, like the first time we got published in something, it was like Printer How. Like they asked for a comment on it, and and we like what we think of the magazine, and we were like, well, generally we, when we pick it up, we hate it. We hate it because <laughs> it's such a it's such a <laughs> reminder of of you know how how badly we're getting dominated. Did
1: whatever editor that was reading that actually get? Like how wonder, how we had flipped they, that around. I
2: can't remember if they printed that.
1: I want someone to come up with the, the website for designers where they post all the shitty work. It's it would be yeah. like it would be like it would be like living in the upside down, right? If you're watching Stranger Things right now, which I'm going mean. crazy at, like so it's like the upside down version of Dribble, right? And like you you get all of like just the really really but that, bad. But, that,
2: but that's the crazy thing, though, is like design is so subjective. That there could be a lot of great stuff on the bad side, you know. No, because because just of how like just how things flow and things come in vogue and things go out and like things at the time, like stuff that's in right now would be bullshit like five years ago, and then like stuff right now that's like all the dopest thing ever. And like five years,
1: gradients yeah, are back. are going to look <laughs>
2: terrible. You know, there's just there are all these little like. You know, that's that's kind of my 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 dribble theory, um, I think, is we just supersede every question that <laughs> we wanted, we we're going to get asked. I tell you, I tell you one
1: one one thing that I am intrigued on from a design perspective uh, right now is bad design that works really well. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we have clients come in with, you know, logos that, you know, are 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 really executed pretty poorly right? But are, you know, maybe they are just a staple in the community. Or like, if you changed or updated this thing, there would be a riot or like, you know, you can't, you can't touch it. So like, you know, I look at, you know, things that are like, oh my God, can you believe the typeface they used on this? Or, or like, look how bad this design is. But like, there's, you know, there's, there's some weird black magic going on sometimes with, with bad design that, Really works for whatever problem it's trying trying to solve. Do you remember when? Well, there's like,
2: also the intentionally bad design, like American. Like American yeah, no, 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 American no. no,
1: no. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's uh, like Urban Outfitters a yeah. few years ago mm-hmm. was like, did okay, like this yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're we're urban, so like they probably paid some designer a hundred and fifty grand to make it look like really bad student work. And they did a great job and they nailed it, right? It and terrible. and so you're like, okay, so that's a that's a really good example of like hipster, you know air quotes happening right now, bad design that that is really solving the problem.
2: But that, yeah, because that's, I mean, it's always interesting to see, like, we always think about, you know, we think about design in terms of strategy a lot. So, you know, if the strategy there is make it look super anti-corporate because, you know, people want it to be anti-corporate because then they're going to buy our stuff, even though we're a giant corporation, then that check the box, you know, because really a lot of times it's hard to design. At least for us. I mean, like we need parameters. And I know that, you know, there are people like you said, like trapling, that, that will they, they will make anything look incredible because they are just immensely talented. But we got to have some rules. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We got to have a style that we we're aiming for or something that we we're trying to accomplish in order to do it. So what was, what was the question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> as, as a side point, while we were talking about this, I was trying to figure out what dribble spelled backwards was. And I think it's L bird.
1: Ooh, L bird. That's like "limagrag."
0: So, "lbird.com" you know about- has gotta be a domain. No, I don't know about this. Tell me about this.
1: Uh Lema, lim- This was like, I had a, I had a real. Is this, is this going to have anything to do with what we're talking about? <laughs> no, no. So I'm going <laughs> to keep going. No, just go ahead, uh, yeah. Mind. So, so Limagrag, I had this, I had this. I had this wacky Latin teacher in, in high school that I love, and he would like tell us about all this weird, like he was into like just all kinds of mythology and Dungeons and Dragons and all this kind of stuff. And he was telling us about Limagrag, which is, uh, it's Gargamel spelled backwards from the, the Smurfs. Smurfs, right? And it's this like super satanic I group. I the Smurfs were French and not Latin. Well, he was just a Latin teacher, but he was into into the Smurfs. He was into wizardry, (laughs) wizardry and black magic and that stuff. Yeah. Lemagrag. I think you can probably
2: Google it. Not at work, at home and see what's up. Yeah. I don't think they need a backwards dribble. (laughs) You know, dribble for me, like what dribble does to me, in my estimation, is it like it accelerates trends like crazy. Like, you know, somebody, Nick Slater comes in there. And, or you know, or Jay Fletcher and people like that, and Kendrick, all of who are people I hugely admire. But people start doing something like people start doing weight line illustrations, and then boom, everybody yeah. that's on there that like you don't know is like it's just aping it and it's just biting the style. And so it takes something that back in the day when you had to experience the packaging or run into the poster or see the magazine would take a lot longer to proliferate and and I you know we've always tried to and and I know it's probably not true uh, but we've always tried to like intentionally not have a style like Daniel and I will actually trade off some projects to stay away from what our preferences are because if I had my preference, I would do things a certain way every single time yeah you know but but i I stay away from things that go to the things that I love because then I feel like I'm compromised somehow. Because I'm making something look like I want, even if it's appropriate. But if if I were somebody that you know had a really awesome style that I had, you know, created myself, and then I'm monetizing, and then every every kid on Dribble sees it and just starts biting it, you know, and and putting that stuff up there, I I would be yeah. I'd be kind of pissed off about that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be. I'd Fortunately, be. we don't have a style. Yeah, if we if we were if we if we
1: were good, if we were good enough to have a style that everyone would wanted to rip off, I can assure you we would be doing it. Uh, but Draplin was in our office, like Draplin came down, he had a talk in Augusta and he came down for a visit in our office. And, uh, you know, I, I, and, and he's like, he's a great example for that. I was like, I was like, dude, like you, you created a thing like, and in, in our generation of designers, I mean, he's, he's, you know, at least at the moment, he's, you know, certainly on like this Mount Rushmore of influential graphic designers and his style and what he's doing. And so I asked him kind of point blank. I was like, how do you feel about all these people that are doing trapling? I mean, there are like tribute bands out there that are just Ooh, yeah. nailing it like crazy. You know, and he was, you know, he was very, you know, he's a, he's, it's even been, though yeah. he's, I mean, even though he's a, he's a big boisterous guy, he's, he's actually like super humble and, and, and a really and it's nice kind dude. a
2: double-edged sword too, because he's trying to inspire and he's yeah. trying to, yeah. you know, and, and he inspired, you know, and I guess. You know, a, like you said, music's a good analogy. It's a good, like,
1: it's a good problem to have. Yeah,
2: I guess that's going to happen with anything. But to me, dribble is just like a lab for that. It is like I mean, you super just, interesting. Like it, it ended like you used to go on there and you'd see something and you're like, "That's Jay," you know, "That's Jay Fletcher," yeah, or that's Kendrick, or that's Tron, or or somebody. And and now you turn it on and you and you're like, "You don't really that's know him. You don't really <laughs> that's know. Not him. <laughs> right, that's right. not him. Damn, that looks like him. That's not him." <laughs>
0: So you guys have the benefit, too, of, you know, to avoid getting stuck in ruts as a company, you've got a whole team supporting you. So it's not just the two of you designing everything. Right. So tell me a little bit about kind of the size and shape of where Stuart, like how many people and what kind of roles do you have and what's that look like?
2: Okay, uh, we, we I'll, counted I'll, it in the car today.
1: Yeah, we counted it in the car. So we're uh, we're we have thirteen full time team members, um, and we typically have uh, an intern. Our last intern, Stacy, was the bomb. Shout out to Stacy. Yes, if you're listening. So we're about thirteen people, which is a really good size for us. We have we have Stephanie who runs the office from like a CFO standpoint, right? So she's doing all the billing and 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 all of the the businessy related stuff that we need to do. Um, cream get the money. Cream cash rules everything around. Stephanie, cream get the money. Dollar out of the bills.
2: crease.
1: S Joe. That's crease. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of account executives, uh, Beth and Sam, who uh, manage clients and expectations. Do a lot of the the traditional things that a that an AE or project manager would do. We're we're pretty heavy on the design side, right? So I'm still a little bit involved in in design and and art direction mainly because I I, I can't not have an opinion because I'm, true. I'm a little bit of a control freak in that way. Alex is our creative director. Um, he's managing, uh, Felix and Leonard. Uh, Lauren is our production manager. She came from a print background, so we actually poached her out of the printing company that uh, I work for. So she's managing all of our like traffic and kind of production stuff. But one interesting thing that we do, uh, is we do our own merchandise for clients, right? So promotional products and merchandise with, uh, with Sean, um, and that's something that actually Lauren uh, brought to the table when we brought her on. Um, and this is—I don't know if a lot We're of people always do this. looking
2: for skill set, but you know, as a designer, we we just got into the thing where we make you know a lot of what we do initially as brands for people. So we name a lot of people too, which is a pain in the ass. But name people <laughs> and brand people. So when you when you do the brand for somebody and you show them all the stuff, like here's how it looks on a hat. Well, then they want the hat. And so what used to happen is. They find someone to get the hat, or we contact someone to get the hat, and then the hat comes back, and the logo's all fucked up. It's
1: huge, you know what I mean? It's, it's stretched out. It's, it's just a crappy really hat. It's whatever. And so,
2: and so Lauren is part of her role in the in the print shop where she used to work. She did all that stuff, and so we were like, "Well, we can just keep that in house." And it was and it was more of a, a quality control issue, but now that Sean is here. He's got a lot of background in it and expertise. And now, now it's helped us a lot because now we're giving people stuff that's like nice, like that they want and they want to wear. And he actually knows like what a good t shirt is versus a crappy one. And so and so people get those things and they love yeah, it. Yeah.
1: So so when you rebrand your city's university, um, you get a shot at doing all the merchandise for the bookstore when they flip it for everybody. nice. Right. Nuts. So that's cool.
2: Nice. And then we got then we got Judah. Who set up all the mics and stuff in here, and uh, and is he's kind of a he's kind of a utility man. He can design some, he can dev some. He does he does all the videos and stuff that you see on our site.
0: A plus on the videos, Judah. Yeah, yeah the props. ones that we do. Yeah. In here. A whole a
2: whole a whole
1: lot more silly shit getting posted, uh, considering that a lot <laughs> more of it is documented these yeah. days, which is which yeah. is
2: slightly scary. Um, and then we have Matt and Mark and Amanda. Team, team Digital.
1: Yeah, so yeah. We, we have a small, you know, kind of web design division. I'm doing a lot of that right now from like a UX and UI standpoint. Amanda, who is the bomb, uh, is is kind of running those projects and working with Mark, who is our back end developer, and Matt, who does all of our front end. So we typically have, you know, three to five web projects of, like we kind of have a sweet spot of, of size of web project that we do. We typically have, you know, that kind of, you know that kind of workflow going on there yeah. but uh that's kind of that's kind of how we're made up yeah
2: and we and we i'm not going to i don't want to knock on wood i will it's a good yeah it's a good this is a good this is kind of always even when we were like 7 or 8 kind of what we thought that we needed so right now it's pretty comfortable but it was a bitch getting here cuz i mean i don't i don't know how many people out there are having to run their own gig But when it gets, when it gets over a half dozen, you know, then it's really starts to be about managing everybody and putting the pieces together. And, and really we've had a huge onus, um, ever since we, you know, we're having that burrito about culture. Mm -hmm. And culture is just, is unbelievably crucial around here.
0: Yeah. There's those, uh, those awkward sizes where you're like, too big to be small and not small enough to be big kind of, you know, we we're at 16. So definitely have been through that phase ourselves of like, after you get over five or six, but you're not quite the 10. And it's just just some weird spots.
2: And then somebody goes on maternity leave and somebody's husband gets transferred and, you know, and and somebody goes back to school or like these these things happen. And then you're Mm -hmm. just like, got to, it's when you really got it. And I mean, and you'll understand when you really got it assembled in a good way, it is, uh, it is a, it is a great feeling.
1: Yes. Cherish those moments.
2: Cherish those moments. <laughs> while well, they are fleeting.
0: <laughs> so I want to talk to you guys a little bit. One of the projects in particular, I was enjoying all the video content and kind of the brand story around, uh, Lister Hill. So tell me a little bit about, about that project.
1: So, they are they're one of our favorites, right? So for a lot of different reasons primarily they're they're really good to work with, and their values really kind of align with us and when we're there and when we're with the client uh, it's 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 always a good time and we jive really well. But one of the most interesting things about that client is how they found us so when, when we, like, it was, it was me and Alex, we had a, we had a small team and we were moving from like this dungeon of an office in this like defunct old board of education in Augusta. Yeah,
2: our, uh, our conference room was an old safe.
1: Yeah. It was like a vault. was
2: cool as shit. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was so like, cool. It was like 10 by eight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so we moved, we rented a building downtown before we, uh, before we renovated our building where we are now. So when we moved to our downtown on Broad Street, which is like the cool area of town, we wanted to do like, oh, man, you know, we're we're here. Like, you know, get get ready for it. And we
2: used to and we used to have this thing early on, too, where we would like almost it was almost like daring each other to do things. Like if if you said like, oh, I got this idea, let's do this. And you said it out loud and do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if you, if you, if you said an idea out loud yeah, and didn't do you it, you were a bitch. So you a had bitch, to do it. You're a so, <laughs> so the idea was let's fill, let's make it look like the entire building is full of packaging peanuts,
1: right? Like in a moving box. Right. And so the windows had to be over 20 feet tall. Like it's, it's two stories of windows and it was all windows in the front. So we fashioned, uh, yeah, like out, these of, little
2: forms, out, of, out of, of
1: cardboard and duct tape and we made, uh like these these channels where we would get up on these huge ladders and we would dump the packaging peanuts into it so when you looked at it's it from crazy the crazy
2: too cuz they get heavy
1: yeah yeah, they get heavier than you would get, think. Yeah. But when you looked at it from the outside, I mean, it, it looked badass. So we were like, oh, my God, this
2: is <laughs> yeah. so cool. And like, especially sure, when their lights were on inside, it totally looked like the whole thing was full of
1: Yeah, so cool. I'm sure like, you know, the 20 people that that drove by it while it was up really appreciated it. But we took pictures of it and we submitted it to Hal's Promotion Design Annual and they put it in. Right. And it's just a picture of me and Alex out in front of our building that was filled with packaging peanuts Bro, and it was like, out, just like just throwing out and yeah. t-shirts and uh and so we get a phone call um, a couple of months later after that magazine comes out and it's like hey we're from this credit union in Alabama and we're going to send you an RFP and we're like why yeah <laughs> <You know>? why <laughs> why <laughs> would you sure? send us an RFP yeah, yeah like, and they were we like we you. we saw you in how and we were like for the peanuts and they were like, yeah, you, you look creative. So anyway, we we got the gig and uh, we did um, a big project, but but kind of a a little bit of a of a smaller project than what we just launched. So we had we've worked with them for four years on their their kind of youth category, which is 15 mm-hmm. to 25 year old market in, in the credit union. And then last year they said, OK, we're going to give you all a shot at the rest of it right so to rebrand the entire credit union and 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 we got the opportunity the to do that, that, that.
2: We, but the thing yeah the thing that we did for them that they contacted us about got it got it got in how too oh, so that's like, they intre- got back, yeah they got back in it
1: yes yes they contacted us because of something we did in how about did, a project and then that, and got, then that project got which was cool. into the same magazine the next year
2: but they but they're they're very cool. like we like people that will kind of ride with us you know I mean, we don't do like at our deals to be appropriate, you know, and, and to solve the problem. So a lot of times, you know, in a big branding thing, that's not going to be something overly designy or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or so clever that people aren't going to know what the hell they're looking at, you know, because you got to deliver the message. You have to take the money that they give you and make them feel like they have turned that into more money. <laughs> because they used to and a lot of times that means it's not going to be some bananas thing but with these guys there's always these little projects where they like they'll let us do crazy stuff like the the wheel we made that says me or we upside down and like if you spin it because mm-hmm. it's kind of like explains what a credit union is and I won't unpack that here but if you spin it and lands on me they would like give you something and if you spin it and it lands on we, then they donate money to charity. Um, and we thought we threw that thing in and didn't think, you know. Yeah, and they, they did. Would, we're like, this is cool. Yeah, and then they did. It. And they, they did just, it. They, they made it. it happen, and they made the youth thing happen. Um, it, it's and imp- so a lot of our a lot of our clients like the like the like the we had a very weird idea for. Um, the beer, this beer client. we've got, we're, we're doing some like, you know, the Holy grail of, of graphic design, which is getting to do some beer packaging now. And we just did this really weird thing with a yard gnome, uh, for this IPA and they loved it <laughs> and they were cool. And, and, you know, but it, again, we could, we could rationalize it like crazy. Like we could, we could defend it because it made sense. And they, and they let us do it because they trust us, which is nice.
0: So I think that's a great example of kind of the things that make a make a great client as, you know, clients that will will trust you to help them solve the problem. Um, what do you look out for? Like, what's a red flag for you? What's a thing that is is a showstopper when you're talking to somebody new?
1: So so here's here's one thing that we have learned. I, I, I do a lot of the uh, I get a lot of the new business inquiries. Right. So I've, I've got a, I've got a little bit of, of exposure to this kind of thing one of the things that I feel like we've done a little bit of above average well as a company is we're pretty authentic about who we are. So when you go to our website, you know, we, we will post the, the, the good with the silly, with the bad, like, you know, this, you know, how we talk on this podcast and how we act in these videos that we post on Instagram. That's kind of what you're going to get, whether you are a small business owner or you are a CEO Probably because, you know, Alex and I don't have the tolerance to change ourselves for the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what has happened is clients will start to self-qualify to work with us. So, you know, if you watch one of our videos on our website and you don't particularly like how casual we're being about it, then you never submit a form through the website or pick up the phone and call. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, if, if you want a creative director to show yeah. up in, a, in like a black turtleneck with like the little glasses and stuff yeah. like then, this you're not going to yeah. get it here. We
2: eliminate <laughs> we eliminate clients before they even ask.
1: Right. So that's good. <laughs> so we never get to see that. Well, you know, but, yeah. but, but I think that that's really important for everybody. Like even if you're a freelancer or you're a huge agency, we found that we are not good at projects that we can't get excited about. Right. And uh, one of the big we're,
2: we're also not good. We, we also don't do things well that we don't like doing, mm-hmm. you know, and when you're and when you're coming up, you'll say yes to just about anything. Yeah. And, and we and we tried to, like, ride that snake a little bit. But just anything that we don't really like doing, we suck at. Yeah. And and like, and, will you
1: manage our social media and, yeah. and post when it's margarita hour at my restaurant?
2: Yeah, sure. And it's terrible. And it sucks. And then, and then, and then things fall apart after that.
1: So, uh, to get like specific red
2: flags, um, uh, haven't seen any of our work.
1: Yeah. I I mean, mean, if
2: if somebody comes in and they haven't like gone and they ask, you know, have you ever done this or that or whatever? It's like, have you not gone to our website? It's phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean so it answers all your questions. So like if you if you're sitting in a
1: meeting with someone and they're and they are like, you know, well, have you ever rebranded a university system before? Like a year ago we would be like, no. But we obviously can. I mean, solving problems through design is not category specific. So what you learn rebranding a liquor store you can use a lot of that information rebranding a spa,
2: yeah, or that, that a that or a, a hospital. That's like, a good interesting little thing. So it's I like, don't, It's like when people ask, like, "Well, have you have you ever have you ever done packaging for sewing needles?"
1: Well, and I said, haven't.
2: Uh, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I, good right. good day to you, I sir. Don't know. How does that go?
1: You know, so that's <laughs> that's a red flag. Uh, another one would be uh, another one would be just money first stuff. Or if they are, you know, I think that I think that everyone should talk to, to, you know, multiple people about fees and stuff like that. But you need to pick the designer or the firm that you think is going to do the best job. Now, if somebody adds a zero, which, admittedly, like we've done on a project that we really didn't want to get, so we added the zero because I read something in Howe Magazine like ten years ago that somebody added a zero and they said yes, they did it back. Right? That has not happened to us yet. Um, but you know, <laughs> money, money is not the first reason to, to, we have to choose. An you know, agency. We have generally
2: had some things before too, where we are just like, I, we don't want to do this. This is a bad idea. And in the past we've done it anyway. And we were right. I mean, it was, I, I don't think we've ever, there've been very, very few that we've gone into and be like, this This is a bad idea. And it turned out being good. You know, the other thing, this is just a pet peeve of mine. I, mean, I don't have to deal with it. You do, but I, I just, We like part of our deal is we want to make the most out of the resources that our clients give us. Like, we want to take the money and like max it out and just get return. But you can't do that if people won't tell you what they want to spend. You know, I just think the world would be a beautiful place if somebody came in and said, I need to move the needle. I got 60 grand to do it or whatever they got, you know, and you use that money to to do whatever it is you can do to, to help. Them. And that's,
1: and that, that happens more in smaller markets like ours. Um, either they've been burned before or there's, there's a trust thing there, but you know, there, there aren't as many, uh, marketing directors or clients that are willing to like really lay out the budget for you, which creates more work on the, on the, you know, landing the client side, you know, but I mean, you, you have to prove to the client that, 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 that you really have their best interest in mind. And, you know, and I mean, let's be honest, we're in advertising. There's a ton of shady people that do what we do. That's hard to blame them. It's
0: true. So one of my favorite questions to ask everybody on the show is, um, one I'm going to ask each of you and Daniel, I know the answer for you is maybe Justin Bieber, but what are you guys most obsessed with right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, purpose is fire.
0: You know I, I think I, I
1: think I think that all of your listeners will agree with that, so that we 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 don't need to we don't need to go into it. You know it's interesting. so, like what I'm really into, I, I've always been into things that are that are creative. Uh, a big change for me uh, over the past year is I became a dad. so that is that is something new to kind of uh, obsess about. and you know my son is a little over one years old, so he's like learning things, and that's really unbelievable. so. I spend a lot less time reading the magazines and getting on the blogs than I used to. But I think that it's really important for designers and people that are in creative industries to, to do something other than that, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to have, you don't have to have, like, I love side projects. We did a side project, like, it, like, do something other than design, right? I mean, the only thing more frustrating than design and clients is kind of what I'm, accept, what it, I'm obsessed with right now, and that's playing golf. So like, <laughs> like, like, so, so I'm trying to like learn how to play golf and get better than that. And, it, and it is, you know, that is a super corny thing for like a designer to, to mm-hmm. do, but is just kind of a different challenge. It gets me out of the office. You're outside, uh, you know, you're not looking at a screen, uh, which I think is really important and it's, it's just, it is okay to be a super basic dude. Like (laughs) you are, you are an awesome guy from eight to six when you're working and you're doing all this cool creative stuff, and all your friends think that you're super neat. But then on your on your time off, like just just be a corny dad, like like play golf or like just do something super corny, and and you'll you'll get a lot of happiness out of that.
2: All the, you know, all the stuff that we've been obsessive about has you know, has been, has been focused around here because it's been basically teaching ourselves how to run this place and taught ourselves how to screen print, you know, and and all this sort of stuff. And for me, because my role is creative director, I'm generally, I generally am, and and we're both kind of this way. And I think a lot of designers are, I'm generally obsessed with like the thing that I'm doing right now, you know, so when I go home, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about, is that the right thing? Or how do we solve this? And a lot of things ideas occur to you in the morning or at night or something. And, and you just, I think about like the thing that I'm doing. And then when I finish that, I'm thinking about the next thing. So outside of that, like, I, I I generally try to like not obsess. So if there, you know, I like, I got into gin about a year ago. I like gin. I mean, not, not to the point of alcoholic obsession, but you know, making drinks and stuff like that. And I like food and and I'll obsess on music. Like Daniel does, like I'll get something and just, and wear it out in like a week and then, and then move on to the next thing. So, so my little obsessions are like hyper-focused little things and they just, and they constantly change because I don't, you know, like Daniel was kind of saying with the the golf and the dad and thing is like when I'm out of here, I I want to like be able to kind of not obsess about something because frankly, it gets exhausting.
1: Well, and, and, you know, and it was like this for us and anyone that has started an agency or a small business knows that the first few years are just brutal. And like, I didn't get to hang out with my friends ever. Like even my wife, like I would come home and she would be in the bed. Like Like, so, you know, when you're built, when you're building what you're doing, like you have to put that in. And now that we are lucky enough to have the team that we have, and 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 we've we've got some pretty good momentum. Like I'm going back to like my college buddies and be like, "Hey, remember me? Let's do something fun." <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm yeah. not like, you know, can we please hang out? And they're like, "Dude, I don't hang out anymore." And I'm like, "Shit, I missed it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. like you know, hang, hanging out with hanging out with buddies and and that kind of thing is.
2: I like the Big Grams album.
1: That's, that's. But I,
2: I will wear that. I will wear that shit out within a week, and, and not be able to. Listen and, to and, it then gotta,
1: and then you got to. And then you got to move on.
2: Yep.
0: You guys have any any design heroes?
1: I do. I, I've got some specific ones, right? So uh, back in the day, we uh, just learning on YouTube how to screen print. Like, you know, this was like when the gig posters deal. And by the way, RIP gig posters. Like.
2: Yeah,
1: RIP, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. That's terrible. You know, so everybody that knows gig posters, you know, uh, you know, eight uh, years ago, it just had this unbelievable heyday, and the community yeah, and is back awesome. In the, back
2: in the day, you'd post one, and people would just rip the ass out of it. <laughs> oh, dude, we got so much. <laughs> you know, you some, we got so much shit talked so about our design. it's crazy because somebody would just tear it down. Well, and then, and then one day, like one of the got like I remember. Um, I think Robert from Methane. He
1: never said anything nice to us ever.
2: No, what? One, one of them did not on gig posted. That was Mark. It was Mark. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
1: That does make sense. I
2: <laughs> hope Those guys are listening. But anyway, <laughs> Mark was like said something about one that was like, "Hey guys, it's like, cool. This is, this is great composition or something or like nice typography." And then we, then we like, and then
1: we giggled. Oh, and then we get it. It was more like he 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 liked yeah. it. So so we learned like by watching YouTube videos. We learned how to uh, we learned, learned how, how to by screen by print YouTube. All right, yeah, I learned it by watching YouTube. <laughs> So we learned how to screen print and we would do that because I had a garage and we bought all the equipment and we would do that for our, our local venue down here and that was cool. But like, so I had some heroes in that regard and still are, I mean, uh, Mike and Dan at Aesthetic Apparatus, uh, you know, were, were a big influence. A lot of, you know, the collage style that they had and, and what they were doing uh, up there in, in Minneapolis was, I just was just really, really drawn to from a graphic design standpoint. And then right up the road, uh, Rob and Mark at Methane Studios were just like, it, and were just like producing like unachievable, just hurting your feelings like crazy yeah. illustration and stuff. So we sure. like, and they were from Georgia, right? And they were doing all this stuff and we just admired them like crazy. Um, Morning Breath.
2: Morning Breath, You know, those
1: guys, you know, unbelievable. Um,
2: we, we We went to a poster show in Savannah, bandwagon thing, and when we were setting up, Jason... Nodo walked over, um, and was like, "What's up, guys?" And we were like, uh, "I don't know, just setting up our shit." Just fanboy. Fan he city. was like, "Yeah, just like because you know he's done a bunch of like the." I still love the the wearable gear, yeah. Stuff Queens, and all Queens that, of that the stuff. I mean, I just them. I like their style. Their style is really really cool, and it's really um, it's. I mean, you know they they've got a a, a really. Like their their taste level on curating stuff and the kind of stuff that they put together to me is just so badass. But anyway, he apparently knew who we were. Which blew my mind. I think he was just time. I think he was just I being mean, nice. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it was
0: cool either
1: way so we so 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 we got to meet all these guys at this great poster show at savannah college of of art and design we met
2: draplin there we met methane there we met we we met all those
1: burlesque and all those guys and got to hang out and that was super cool um you know and that was great by the way if the guys from methane you know if and rob specifically if you go out on the town with that guy just be ready just drink some water drink some water hydrate uh yeah we we gotta do we gotta do that again soon and I've got one design hero, a guy that I've, I've traded emails uh, with before, and I, I've never met that I that I really admire and have for a long time is a, a designer uh, named Gil Schuler from Charleston. Yeah, and uh, he was the first time I saw his work. He was doing, uh, I think, more of like uh, these these big, beautiful Dude, real estate real estate publications. And uh, he's kind of like in Charleston. The Charleston design scene is just blown up like crazy. And Jay Fletcher's there, and Fuzzco, and all these you know, mm-hmm. Stitch and Hook and and all these folks, you know, and and I, I kind of looked at him as like the OG. I don't know that he is, but like, I kind of thought that like he was the OG. He's been doing it there for forever. And uh, I follow him on like Instagram and social media and he'll, he's got like that balance that, that I want to achieve. Right. So he's like, he's like, he would hurt my feelings with design. And then he's hurting my feelings, catching a spot tail bass on the weekend, like fishing and stuff. I'm like, oh shit, this guy's got the combo. Uh, so I've always, uh, you know, Gil Shuler, if y'all hadn't heard of uh, Gil Shuler design, y'all y'all check that out for sure. I've always been a big fan of his.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I like, you know, all those people he said and all, all the, you know, a lot of those guys from the poster stuff. And then people that are kind of doing the same thing that we're doing and, and getting it done. I think Alan Peters, I mean, who doesn't think that he is awesome? But the fact that he does this like hyper corporate stuff. Her target, that's really cool, and then he'll do, you know, some badass birth announcement for his kid. You know, he he has a really good balance of doing those things. Um, the way that the way that Kendrick Kid does highlights and yeah. shadow stuff just mm-hmm. kind of blows my mind. I mean, the guy can make a one color like angled illustration of a stapler that is just rad, yeah, and it's crazy. Shout, and then,
1: sh- shout out the Halftone Death, the Duval
2: Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right shout out big, big ups to Tron and thems. Um, but I, I like, you know, I like that stuff. And then I, I really just have like specific, specific styles of, of things that I like, like of different eras. I like a lot of 60s stuff. I like a lot of, um, Dutch kind of stuff. Um, some mid century, I like forties things. Um, so I just kind of had like little things from eras. I like, I really do like too. I like the, uh, I admire the Hood Sisters a lot. I think their style is awesome. They have this just kind of cool surfer slash girl mm-hmm. thing going on that they've got. That they just kind of have this flavor. I mean, and they're not they. You know, to me, they they do things too that aren't you know of singular sort of design. They don't have. I mean, they have a thing that they can do that kind of no one else can do. But they don't just do that all the time. They they have. Right. They do some corporate stuff that's smart too. So now we'll have the longest list of people that we admire.
0: 90% of our show notes today will be people that you guys admire, which is totally cool.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, and, and specifically, uh, Jen hood was, uh, was a very good sport about, uh, getting completely dominated in a street style, uh, Instagram showdown, uh, between me and her.
2: Uh, she was, uh, yeah, and she, then one, she get caught, caught the beat down of the yeah, century on that yeah. one. And then, and then one day I, I tied her on, um, what's the, uh, what was that what was that app that used to show It's probably still around. that shows you like your, like how much influence you have on the internet. Oh, oh a clout battle. You had a clout, clout showdown? I tied her on clout one day. And, and when <laughs> I, and a, when yeah. I, and when I tied her on clout, and and like I sent her a screenshot and was like Tie John Clout, and then she like buried. And then she hit yeah, another gear and yeah, yeah. And she him,
1: she okay. made she made a tweet and then and then uh, but and for then for real, left him but in
2: the man. House. My my for real design. Ma-
1: made a tweet. Is that even a thing? <laughs> no? I, I, I say, hey, look, did I you made, say made a tweet? I made a tweet.
2: We had our Australian. We've got a, a a good friend. You know, I admire this guy too. Our good buddy Ben Lopez over at Paper Monkey in Australia. He's the guy we met at How. He's a super cool guy. And uh, he loves to f- with us. And he's, he sent us an email today and said that he, he saw our videos online and realized that we all sounded like Rick from, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, because we're from Georgia. Yeah. Um, but anyway, my real, I, and, and, and my big design heroes are Felix Aliha, Leonard Zimmerman, uh, Sean, and, and Lauren because they, they constantly like, save our ass every day. You're my hero too, Dan. Oh, I'll be that. I'll be that for you, Alex. Thanks, man.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, before we let you guys go, I want to know if you guys have a best piece of advice or favorite thing to pass on to new to new team members when they join yet. Where's your, what's your favorite piece of advice to give the new people?
2: For someone here. Yeah.
1: uh, New people. You got to take your work seriously, but you can't take yourself too seriously. That's a big, that's a big criteria um, around here, but the best, the best piece of advice that I ever heard, uh, and this goes back to, this goes back, I think this was Rob from methane. So we went down to, to hear the guys from methane studios, give a lecture at, at SCAD and someone stood up in the crowd and, uh, you know, said, how do I, you know, how do I get to the point where I can do posters for the Dave Matthews band? And Rob goes, get good. Yeah, <laughs> two or, two <laughs> word answer. Get good, and like that was it. And he was totally serious, and he didn't like laugh at all or whatever. Um, but you just you know certainly early on, uh, but
2: he's talking out for someone here. I well,
1: mean, I'd like for them to get good as well. <laughs> I would
2: too, but I mean, uh, but I mean, that's hopefully they're good when they arrive. But but it's I mean for here it is uh, it's it's all it's all an attitude thing. You know, we our philosophy around here is that we we take the high road on everything. I mean, and, and the high road is a hard road because a lot of times people don't take the high road, um, but we always take it. And I think uh, that is that has kept our karma tight and allowed us to do a lot of things, allowed us to retain people. Um, so that attitude of being really cool to each other, treating it like a family, that that is number one, what you got to have because you can get good enough to stay and you can get good enough to be invited to the table. Um, but, but if your attitude is affecting other people or something like that, it's, you know, it ain't going to work.
0: Like it, get good and take the high road. Well, guys, we're going to have to do a part two of this at some point, because I have a feeling there's a whole lot more that we could talk about. But in the meantime, tell our friends where they can, uh, find you guys online and track down your stuff. And where's the best place to connect with you guys on the interwebs?
1: Uh yeah, so uh, probably Instagram, right? So it's at Where Stewart, That's W I E R. Which no one can spell or say. S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Um find us there. That's our that's our handle for pretty much everything. You know, dribble and Twitter and our website is where stewart.com. Uh yeah, so follow us there. Uh, we we try to we we try to
2: We're post- on the other stuff too, but we like the format.
1: And if you're ever in Augusta the first full week in April. We've got a little golf tournament happening. Holler at your boys. Not sure that we can like get yeah. you there, but <laughs> you know, you can find us, you can find us down on Broad Street, probably drinking a transfusion. Yeah. Something like that. Where's stuart.com
0: Sounds good. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, catching up with me today. And thank you for being obsessed with design. Okay, Kids. Do me a favor this week and head over to milesherndon.com and check out our work section. I'd be curious to know what you guys think of the stuff we're doing over here at Miles Herndon. Give us a tweet at Miles Herndon. Of course, I'm at Josh Miles and at Obsessed Show. Let me know who you think we should interview next. Obsessed with Design is a product of the Design Obsessed team at Miles Herndon, a branding agency in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. Our show is always produced and edited by Jen Eds at the Brassy Broadcast Company. Visit BrassyBroad.com for more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.